The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. Thousands of people die every day around the world. Perhaps one of your friends or relatives died recently. Some die tragic deaths from hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, or earthquakes. Many die of the major diseases or health problems of our day. Others die in war or from oppressive dictatorships or from violent crime. Thousands die in auto accidents and in other kinds of mishaps. Some live to a good old age and die in peace. Will all of these individuals live again? Are all the good people who died in heaven? Are all the bad people in hell? My friends, you need to know the truth. What happens when you die? What does your Bible say? Stay tuned. Greetings to all our friends around the world. Many non-religious people believe that life ends at death. On the other hand, many religious people believe that when the body dies, the soul goes to heaven or hell. Still others look to the resurrection as their only hope. Think of all the billions of humans who have ever lived. Was there a purpose for them? Will they have a future hope? What is the truth? Is death the end? Is there life after death? As a minister officiating at funerals over the years, I've observed those widows and widowers and other surviving family members comforted by the truth of the Bible. They know their Bible enough to trust in the promised resurrection from the dead. On the other hand, I've seen the mental anguish of those who thought one of their unsaved relatives was now suffering the torments of hell. How sad that such anguish based on false information is totally unnecessary. You need to know the truth from your Bible. What do most people believe about life after death? The Gallup poll describes Americans' views on this subject. Since 1997, belief in heaven has ranged between 72% and 83%. According to Gallup's most recent May 2004 Values and Beliefs poll, 81% of Americans currently say they believe in heaven. 10% are unsure, and 8% do not believe. From 1997 to 2004, belief in hell has ranged between 56% and 71%. The 2004 data reveal that 70% of Americans overall believe in hell, while 12% are not sure, and 17% do not believe in hell. My friends, you need to know what your Bible reveals about life after death. More than 55 million of the world's 6.7 billion people died in 2008, according to published estimates. In 2008 worldwide, an average of 151,000 people died every day. Did they continue to live in another world? Is death the end? Is there life after death? When someone dies, 
does he or she immediately go to heaven or hell? Or are all the dead waiting in their graves for the resurrection? On today's program, we'll answer those questions, and we'll be offering you an inspiring free booklet titled, Is This the Only Day of Salvation? My friends, you need to know the truth about heaven, hell, and the resurrection. This booklet reveals from the Bible the inspiring hope we have beyond death. It explains the resurrection from the dead and the amazing white throne judgment described in Revelation 20. Relatively few professing Christians understand the inspiring truth of the white throne judgment. You need to understand. This free booklet will give you comfort and encouragement from your own Bible, and it will give you hope for your deceased relatives and friends. Contrary to what many believe, there is hope for the thousands of disaster victims whose life was cut short. There is a future day of salvation for many of these victims, and there is hope for your deceased loved ones. You need this inspiring booklet. You can order this free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org, or you can call the number on your screen. Be sure to write down the address and phone number to order your free copy. Just ask for the booklet on salvation. What happens when you die? If you have your Bible, turn to Acts 23. The Apostle Paul was being examined and judged by the Sanhedrin. He explained his core belief. He defended the very basis of his hope for life beyond death. In his defense before the Sanhedrin, the Apostle Paul made the resurrection the major issue. He spoke to the assembly of both Pharisees and Sadducees. You can read about this confrontation in Acts 23. Acts 23 and verse 6. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. Was Paul saying that he would go to heaven when he died? No, Paul was looking forward to the resurrection from the dead at the return of Christ. Notice Paul's passion for the resurrection. In the book of Philippians, for example, the Apostle Paul spoke of his faith in Christ and his future goal of the resurrection. Philippians 3 and verse 10, "...that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death." Now listen to this, "...and if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead." My friends, as shocking as it may sound, the Bible teaches that when one dies, he or she remains dead until the resurrection. My friends, the resurrection is the hope of true Christians. The Bible gives us hope for life after death. You may be surprised, but what the Bible teaches is quite different from traditional beliefs. There are two chapters that clearly explain our real hope and our future after death. 1 Thessalonians, the 4th chapter, and 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. These are called the resurrection chapters. If you have your Bible, turn to 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13. The Apostle Paul wants us to know the truth about the resurrection. 1 Thessalonians 4, and verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, 
that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep, meaning those who are dead. Notice that Paul refers to deceased Christians as those who sleep in Jesus, as we just read in chapter 4, verse 14. Sleep is used here as a metaphor for death. But surely there must be some sinners right now being tormented in an ever-burning hellfire? The shocking answer is, as we'll see, absolutely not. In 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 14, we saw that the Apostle Paul refers to death as a sleep. He does not describe dead Christians as being alive or active in heaven. That may be surprising to some. They are asleep or dead until the resurrection at the coming of Christ at his second coming. Now let's continue in verse 16. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Notice again that the resurrection takes place at Christ's second coming, as it says in verse 16, with the trumpet of God. That's the last trumpet, the seventh trumpet described in the book of Revelation. Notice also, and this is very important, the same verse, verse 16, and the dead in Christ will rise first. True Christians who have died are not resurrected until Christ returns. Those of us who are alive when Christ returns will join those faithful saints who have been dead all these centuries and millennia. They will be resurrected to receive the promised gift of eternal life. That is what all genuine Christians look forward to. The resurrection is the hope of a Christian. The Apostle Paul looked forward to the resurrection. The resurrection at Christ's return is the first general resurrection, the resurrection to immortality. 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4 reveal that faithful Christians will be in the first general resurrection when Christ returns. He has not returned yet, but that day is fast approaching. My friends, let's understand. Throughout the Bible, both Old and New Testaments, there are many examples of individual resurrections from the dead to physical life. But the most important resurrection is the resurrection to immortality. There are three general resurrections described in the Bible. We'll continue with our discussion of those resurrections later in the program. But first, I'd like to offer you an amazing free booklet titled, Is This the Only Day of Salvation? Is There Life After Death? This booklet will answer that question from the Bible, and it will give you the inspiring truth concerning the multitudes of people now in their graves. The surprising truth of your Bible gives hope for the masses of humanity who never had an opportunity for salvation. And this free booklet also gives hope for some of your relatives and friends who were supposedly lost forever. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free eye-opening booklet, Is This the Only Day of Salvation? This free booklet will give you the biblical references about the white throne judgment, future salvation, and the resurrections. Just ask for the booklet on salvation. You can also order this free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org, or you can write to us at one of our regional addresses. 
to receive this program's offer absolutely free. Or if you would like more information, please visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write to us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we saw that the Bible refers to death as a sleep. What hope is there for life after death? My friends, the very hope of a Christian is the promised resurrection from the dead, and that takes place at the return of Jesus Christ. Do Christians then spend the rest of eternity in heaven? What is the reward of the saints? Let's ask the question, who is in heaven now? Certainly the men and women of faith mentioned in Hebrews 11 the faith chapter are there, aren't they? King David was a man after God's own heart, as it tells us in Acts 13, verse 22. Certainly you would think that David would be in heaven. What does your Bible say? If you have your Bible, turn to Acts 2, verse 29. On the day of Pentecost, the apostle Peter preached to a large crowd and explained to them the meaning of the day's events. He witnessed to the resurrection of the Messiah. And then he states that ancient King David is not alive, but dead. He is still in the grave awaiting a resurrection. Listen to this amazing truth proclaimed by the Apostle Peter. Acts 2, verse 29. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Now listen to this, verse 34. For David did not ascend into the heavens. My friends, read that in your own Bible. A man after God's own heart did not ascend to heaven. Now notice what Jesus himself stated in John the third chapter. John 3 and verse 13. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. The apostle John recorded this near the end of the first century. And what does John state? He adds the parenthetical statement, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. When John wrote this gospel decades after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, he states that Christ was in heaven. John is affirming Christ's statement that no one has ascended into heaven except Christ himself. Let's understand, the saints will inherit the earth, and the saints will also inherit all things, the universe. Be sure to read in Revelation 21 and Romans 8.32. But that inheritance does not take place until the resurrection. Let's understand one important truth. We were not born with immortality. It is a gift from God. Just read Romans 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Notice that the Scripture does not state... The wages of sin is a mortal life in hellfire. 
The wages of sin is not immortal life, but death, the absence of life. If you already have an immortal soul, if you already have eternal life, then you don't need it as a gift from God. My friends, do you realize that a soul can die? The prophet Ezekiel tells us in Ezekiel 18, verse 4, the soul who sins shall die. The Hebrew word for soul is nephesh, which means physical or natural life. In Genesis 1.21, the same word nephesh also refers to every living thing, to all animal life, including mammals, birds, and fish. Now, what does the New Testament tell us about souls? Turn in your Bible to Matthew 10 and verse 28, where Jesus is speaking. Matthew 10 and verse 28. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell, or Gehenna fire. Do you believe your Bible? Do you believe what Jesus said? God is able to destroy, yes, destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Now, the Bible does teach that there is a human spirit, the spirit in man mentioned in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 11, for example. But this human spirit is not an immortal soul. There are many other scriptures that demonstrate that one does not have an immortal soul. As God inspired the prophet Ezekiel to state, the soul whose sin shall die. That's in Ezekiel 18.4 and verse 20. In the New Testament, there are three Greek words translated hell, and each has a different meaning. They are Hades, Gehenna, and Tartarus. The Greek word Hades also means grave or pit, as does the Hebrew word Sheol. It does not mean a place of fire. So when someone says the word hell, it could simply mean, based on the Bible, the grave not an ever-burning fire. In fact, both the New King James Version and the NIV, as well as other more precise translations, often leave the word Hades untranslated. Be sure to underline those words in your Bible as you study the subject. We've already seen that the word Gehenna refers to the fire that will destroy the soul. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 10, verse 28. The fourth word translated hell in the Bible is based on the Greek word Tartarus, this denotes a condition of restraint, and it does not apply to humans, but to fallen angels. Notice 2 Peter 2, verse 4. God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. What then is hell? From the biblical perspective, it's three different places or conditions. First, Sheol in the Hebrew, or Hades in the Greek, means pit or grave. Second, Gehenna refers to the Valley of Hinnom. Symbolically, it refers to fiery judgment. And thirdly, Tartarus, which signifies the confining of fallen angels. So you see, to use the word hell for these three different meanings does not accurately communicate the truth of the Bible. You need to ask, what particular hell are you talking about? And who will go to hell? Do you believe God is unfair? Would God consign individuals made in his image who've never heard the gospel to an ever-burning hellfire? No, God is not unfair. He will give everyone a genuine opportunity for salvation. Many will have that opportunity in the white throne judgment revealed in your Bible. 
We'll discuss the White Throne Judgment in the conclusion of our program and the hope it will bring to billions of spiritually blinded human beings. But first, I'd like to offer you this free eye-opening booklet, Is This the Only Day of Salvation? This booklet will give you a real understanding of hell and the afterlife. Without realizing it, millions of professing Christians believe in a God who is unfair. You might ask your minister or priest the question, If the missionary had an accident in the remote jungles, and the natives died without hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, are they now burning in hell forever? That's the kind of unfair God many believe in. But that is not the God of your Bible. Your Bible reveals that billions of people who have lived and died will have their very first opportunity for salvation in the white throne judgment described in Revelation 20, verses 11 and 12. If you really want to know the truth about heaven, hell, and the resurrection, this free booklet will give you more information than we have time for on this program. You need this vital booklet. Is this the only day of salvation? So pick up the telephone right now and request your free copy. Just ask for the booklet on salvation. You can also order this free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org, or you can write to us at one of our regional addresses. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, please visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write to us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. On today's program, we've seen that the hope of a Christian is the resurrection at Christ's return. Let's understand. The Bible reveals that there are three general resurrections. In the remainder of the program, we'll briefly discuss the three general resurrections. Yes, there is life after death, but life is restored only in the resurrection. The first general resurrection from the dead is to immortal life. This is the resurrection that takes place when Christ returns. God will give faithful Christians the awesome gift of eternal, immortal life at that time. As it tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 53, this mortal must put on immortality. Now, what happens to those people who never had their minds open to true Christianity? They will be judged in the white throne judgment. They will be in the second general resurrection. The second general resurrection is the resurrection to judgment. This is a resurrection to physical life in the white throne judgment. This resurrection answers the question, what will God do about the billions who've lived and died without ever hearing the true gospel of Jesus Christ, or even the very name of Jesus, the only name by which anyone can be saved, as it says in Acts 4, verse 12? Is there a future hope for the billions of humans who never converted to Christianity? Yes, there is hope. 
Revelation, the 20th chapter. Here is described the inspiring white throne judgment. Revelation 20 and verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. This is the second general resurrection. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The Greek word for books is biblion. The good news is that the books, or the Bible, are open to the understanding of the masses of people for the first time. The book of life is finally open to those resurrected in the white throne judgment, as we saw in Revelation 20 and verse 12. This will be their first opportunity to really learn the truth. This is not a second chance, as some would like to call it. But all human beings in this resurrection to judgment will be held accountable for their actions and thoughts. They will be judged. But this will be the first time for many to see their sins and to truly understand the gospel of Christ. They will have the opportunity to repent of their sins and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Yes, there is hope for disaster victims and billions of spiritually blinded humans now in their graves. But sadly, some will reject God's grace and salvation. They will refuse to repent of their sins and accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. God will destroy the incorrigibly wicked in the lake of fire. The third general resurrection is to eternal punishment and destruction in the lake of fire. God is just. He states in Hebrews 10 and verse 30, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. The wicked will be tormented as they stand before the lake of fire. You can read about the rich man's torment in Luke 16, for example. All the wicked will be cast into the lake of fire and burned up, as it tells us in Revelation 21 and verse 8. They will live no longer. This is the second death from which there is no resurrection. As it tells us in Romans 6 verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, that is eternal death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God has an awesome plan for all humanity. One of the most amazing truths of your Bible is the white throne judgment and the second general resurrection. The white throne judgment gives hope to billions now in their graves. Our inspiring free booklet, Is This the Only Day of Salvation? will help you understand the good news of the white throne judgment and the hope of the resurrection. Be sure to request your free copy. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World program. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. We also invite you to join our colleagues, Wallace Smith and Rod King. They'll continue to give you special perspectives on Bible prophecy, biblical truth, and Christian living. So be sure to join us again next week right here at the same time. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, please visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write to us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.